This podcast includes explicit language and sensitive topics that some may find offensive. All views expressed belong to the individual speaking and not a representation of any entity that we have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. It's your chance to back out now. That being said, if, if not, not, enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. I'm telling these dudes, like, yo, let's go. Leave it alone. They not listening. So I kept walking. You know how I am. I ain't got time for it. <laughs> I, th- I think I got about halfway up the block. Two squad cars had already pulled up. Wait, what? Fam, I never seen the police pull up fast like that ever in my life. Damn. In my life. Okay. Yeah, well, what year was this? Was this freshman year, sophomore year? This was, this was my freshman year, transfer year. Because remember, the first mm-hmm. semester, I was at PC. Yeah. So this is my second semester as a freshman. Wow. Dude must have called whoever he needed to call. They popped up. You know what's crazy about the whole situation, bro? They pulled up on me. Wait, what? Are you walking <laughs> away? Yo, I walked. I was already two blocks up. They still over there. They walking towards me now. Wow. The, the the cops pulled up on me, hopped out, and was like, oh, what's the problem? So, again, I'm still in Patterson Mall. I look at them. I'm like, yo, man, fuck off. Who fuck you talking to? Uh, hey, this is who I am. You understand? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> they looked at, they must have looked at me, and they must have realized I wasn't from there. I wasn't from South Texas. I wasn't built how the, the people were built here because it scared them. You could tell it like they kind of like shot back like, oh, well, they were shot. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, uh, uh, are we are we going to have to get some action? They're not used to no action. <laughs> See, where I'm, where I'm at out here, four, four squad cars to pull up for one traffic stop. That's wild. No over-exaggeration. So wild, bro. These, these two cops, they walked a little closer. So I'm speaking to them disrespectfully. I'm like, yo, I don't know what y'all think y'all about to do, but I'm not like a lot of the black men that you probably used to that you probably see. I will fight y'all. <laughs> I look, hey, yo, bro, I'm just, you know, this is who I am. I'm being honest with you. That's how I was. About my that first. action. I was really about that action, man. I, I still kind of, I, I really am still him. I just strive to be more uh, cognizant of, of my situations of what I'm doing. I got a family now. Um, yep. But, you know, they, they finally walked over. They kept getting closer. And as, as they went to pick their hands up, like they was going to do something, like I'm afraid to die or something. The two, mm. the two dudes I'm with, they walk in. They're like, oh, what's going on? And, you know, they from Texas. They know how to speak Texas. (laughs) (laughs) 
So they kid in Texas. Hey man, you know, they start speaking to them and uh diffusing them and things like that. And the whole time they staring at me intensely, like you could tell they want to do something foul to me. And I'm not saying nothing. I'm just looking at them. You know how I am, bro. I don't got nothing to say, bro. If you're gonna come with it, come yep. with it. And they begin to walk off and they go, Y'all need to get your boy, your homeboy on a leash. That's what they said to me as they walked off. You understand? This is this is 2010. This transpired from a miscommunication, bro. And from somebody not minding his business. Word. You understand? Fast forward. Two and a half years later. I seen him on the bus by himself. If y'all know anything about the hood, y'all know anything about the bylaws, the unwritten laws of the hood, I'm supposed to whoop his fucking ass. I, I'm not I'm not mincing my words. I was supposed to whoop his fucking ass. But by this time, I'm in a relationship with my now wife. She holding on my arm. She like, oh yeah, my homegirl told me about that situation. Yeah, that's you know that's him. I'm like, oh that that is him, right? Yeah, let me whoop his ass real quick while we on this bus. No, 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 we're not doing that. You know, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? She she calmed this down. This was a play like, of that, bro. Yeah, you know, said what she got to say and things like that. And then she started explaining certain things to me. She was like, look, that the what you're doing was a way of survival for you when you were in Patterson. You had to fight for everything. You had to scrap for everything because you didn't want nobody to think you were soft. And they touch you. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta fire off back, right? Gotta push up, mm-hmm. right? And I was taking that same mentality in college. And what really pissed me off was that it was other black men around me that was way older than me that would try to push me to the side. And the crazy thing about it was a lot of them were from the East Coast. And they'd be like, hey, you know, we, we've been watching you. What you mean you've been watching me? You know how I am, bro. I'm like, what you mean you've been watching me, bro? <laughs> what are you talking about? Nah, yo, you, you got to move like this. You got you to gotta speak nicely. You don't want to upset nobody out here, man, because you, got, you, gotta, you don't want to make splashes like that. And then as I got into the psych- deeper into the psychological field, people started talking to me about ethics. Hey. Mm-hmm. You can't say certain things. You can't move a certain way because the ethic board is going to frown upon it. I said, Mm. so I'm not allowed to expose my version of my blackness because your ethic committee that is filled with predominantly white people who don't understand my culture. Mm. frown upon me expressing myself passionately I'm not promoting violence I'm just letting you know I'm willing to die about mine that's all that's no different than a white man that joins a militia which is legal mm. and tells you hey I'm talking you know what I'm saying I'm talking if 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 a white therapist male joins a militia he still has his therapeutic license. He's still a licensed professional counselor, a licensed chemical social worker, whatever license he has. He's still that. He just decides to join a militia. And he tells somebody, hey, 
don't come too close on my property, I will shoot you. Mm. Mm. The ethical board ain't going to fire his ass up, and they're not going to fire him up for being on a podcast and saying that. Hey, if you step on my property, you better have some business here. If not, you might get shot. That's in his God-given right in the United States of America. Mm. But for some reason, when I did it while I was in school, it's a fucking problem. And you said you wanted to talk about it later. Let's talk about it now. I'm in class. Oh, yes, I was waiting. Almost every class, undergraduate school we're talking about, there was a mixture of people. There will be a, a sprinkle of black people, two, three of them, four. And then the rest were Hispanic and white people. Anytime something race related will pop up, because I'm in, I was a, a psychology major, criminology minor. So uh, let's let me give you an example. When anytime I was in a crim- criminology class and we used to talk about uh, black on black crime or anything mm-hmm. black associated with crime, everybody in the class looks at the black people. But it's funny how that happens everywhere. 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 And it's like, okay, what you want me to say? I am not the representative of all black people. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I can't speak to, to how Mike B feels when pressured by a situation. And it, it was like they always look at everybody in the room. And now here's the, here's the even worse part. A lot of the black people that were in class with me, they would speak up and say their piece. And they would oftentimes ignorantly say, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how all black people feel. And I'll just be looking at them like, oh, you wow. Yeah, you're wild. You got it. My undergraduate experience with that college was a nightmare. I was an out-of-state student that was living in Texas long enough to be considered an in-state resident but I was still paying out-of-state fees, which was kicking my ass because I come from a single-parent household. I wasn't in communication with my father. Um, it was no money coming in from either end, and I didn't have no job. I was on student loans and some grants. You understand? So I'm surviving. I'm hustling. I'm grinding. And not only that, I'm focused on, yo, I got to get enough money to pay for this dorm room because I have nowhere to live. Now, granted, my grandmother, we can't forget about Gma. Yeah, she in Texas. But what black man from the hood do you know want to sit there and leech off their grandmother? Lazy one. That's it. Lazy. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, that ain't me. I, I ain't never been that. You understand? And I wasn't about to uh, throw that upon my G-ma or my aunt or my mother at that. So I had to make a way. So you telling me on that that stress of I don't know where my next payment for my mm. tuition is going to come from. I'm on a payment plan. Mm. Do you know what it feels like? And I'm, I'm not saying this to you, Mike. I'm saying this. No, 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 no. We say this to the world. Yeah. Do you know what it feels like to not know what college is my only representation of college was per se county community college and for me to be thrust in a world 
that clearly don't give a fuck about me. They don't care about my situation. They never once pulled me to the side and say, hey, you know, you coming from a single parent household. Let's not try to get your mom into a parent plus loan and fuck up her credit more than it already is. Mm. Mm. You see what mm. I'm saying? They don't talk mm. about that. They don't, they don't talk about it at all, bro. At just, all. Hey, just, 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 just take out some more loans. Hey, why don't uh, you, while you at it, apply for some credit cards? Yep. Okay. On top of that, I'm paying out-of-state fees when I'm an in-state resident by this time. This is six months later. I'm just jumping forward. So I attempt to go get residency. They tell me, well, you got to go speak to this person and you got to fill out an application. So I fill out an application. I got a Texas driver's license now. I'm technically a Texas resident. Yeah. I go in there and fill out my information. This lady comes from behind the desk. She already got an attitude when she sees a black brother. She walks out. This is the most unprofessional shit I've ever seen. She comes out from behind the desk, approaches me out loud for everybody in the financial office to hear and goes, yeah, um, there's some things on here that you need to fix, but um, are you a Texas resident? I was like, I just moved here. You know, um, I got my driver's license and everything. So, um, yeah, technically I am a Texas resident. She was like, but are you a Texan? And I was like, huh? Like, I don't understand that question. Are you from Texas? Are you a Texan? I'm like, I'm like, nah, I'm from New Jersey, but I'm a, I'm a Texas resident. She's like, oh, well, you didn't answer the question properly, so you're not a Texas resident. That moment right there, Mike, followed me for the rest of my life because from that moment forward, I had to continue to pay out-of-state tuition, which was an extra twenty to $30,000 a semester. Wow. Ask yourself wow. what type of student loan debt am I in if I had to pay an extra 20 to 30 Gs wow. as compared to somebody that was in-state, right? That's part of my aggravation. Yes, she was white. Okay? Mm. So I still busted my ass off. I still made a way for myself. And I graduated. That was a, It was a really bittersweet moment because I graduated. My grandma was not there. She passed away. I had to finish undergraduate without my GMA. The person mm. that forced me here. Brought you down there. Yeah. Okay. They don't talk about the mental health of a black man going through college. We don't know anything about this shit when we from the hood. I can't speak for suburban black men. Y'all, you, you can chime in. Holla at me. Let me know. The neighborhood, ther <laughs> neighborhood therapist. Instagram. Come talk to me. Really, I want to have that conversation. I'm not going to black out on you. I promise. I'm just, <laughs> just, I'm just passionate about what I'm talking about. But, bro, bro you, I, I, you yeah, great. Man, yeah. Look, look, my, my sister got 11 years on us. We know this. Mm -hmm. She went to predominantly white school, Monmouth University in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Bro, she went through some of these struggles. But she ain't make me and my brothers know it. But she mentioned it when we got older, of course, telling us the stories about different things. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but um, when it came to the black folks hosting events and parties and whatnot. Oh, shit. Go ahead. I don't know about you, 
if you didn't have a connection or a hookup with campus police, mm. they charge you an arm and leg and tell you you need one for this door, one for that door, yeah. one to walk around. Oh, ho, ho, ho. am you I talking? My you talking? talking my security. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because we started our dance. We started our dance. My freshman year. And we wanted to hold, hold our own expo. These dudes are trying to get us to have like three, four officers in the main building of academics in the auditorium. <laughs> because it was a black organization on campus. Actually, <laughs> Let me let me correct that multicultural, multicultural. organization on campus because it wasn't just the black folks on there; it was the international kids too. <laughs> oh. Bro, bro! Thank God for the advisor that we had and the the temperament we had as students for on that e board. Because if we didn't have those two, they wouldn't have had just all right. You only need one officer. You're good. Bro, that's how that's how I got good with the old campus police director. That's how I got good, bro. So when they, like I told you before, when they used to be your mic, they because we showed them respect, they gave us respect, bro. And it, it took it took for one little conversation for that to happen. Before that, and it wasn't happening. But the crazy thing is, we were we were the lucky group to have it. Because other organizations, bro. Dumb jokers couldn't even couldn't host the event because they didn't have the money, mm-hmm. or they had to get all them officers. It was it was that crazy. It was that crazy different. Like look, and I'm to be honest with you, let's go to the other events that have a bigger crowd, way bigger crowd, predominantly predominantly white organizations. Mm-hmm. How many police officers you see at those events? They're scattered. You can't really count. They're scattered throughout. Bro. But you still can tell that they weren't as hostile or ready to have oh. all one, two, three, four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, Come they, on, they, bro. They're friendly. Yeah, they're friendly. They're smiling. They're waving. They're shaking hands. Yeah, absolutely. Try to have like three, at, try to have three four, five at ours, and we only really need one. And they events bigger than ours, and you only send like two. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. That's another. That's that's another avenue. That's if you're involved on campus for you guys, as a black man on campus, you come up, you see these situations. Yeah, I I know nothing about that. I want to know part. Let me let me touch on what you were saying though about the classroom, bro. Oh yeah, talk to me. Was you the only black student, or like what what's what's up? I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say I was the only black students in my class because you know I had to have class at certain periods. You know I was an mm-hmm. athlete, mm-hmm. so more times than not, I may have another athlete or two in there. I wouldn't say I was the only black kid in there, but you know, certain teachers don't think you got certain information or can act or can think or can comprehend things a certain way, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Right? But here's the crazy thing. I'm going to flip it on the head. 
is when the other students in the class don't think you know what you're talking about. Mm. And you the one that knows everything that's going on. Yeah. You you bro. definitely always been an intellect. Oh always. Bro, bro, bro. I had economics in high school, right? Mm. Thank God for, for my, my high school and setting me up and having that. Mm. Bro, I had a microeconomics class 9 a.m. on Tuesdays, Thursdays after my weightlifting workout. That's crazy you even remember that. I don't remember half the classes I had, but keep going. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a monotone teacher. Dang. First thing what in the morning, learn? after weights, and I got to sit in the front of the class, football policy. Oh, wow. I'm dead center in the front. I'm tired and beat up from my from workout. Your bro is sleeping. The first couple, first, first 30 minutes class. Like 45 minute class, bro. Mm-hmm. First 30 minutes, I'm sleep, or you I'm still, dozing in and out of sleep, listening you, to this teacher because he's monotone. And you still retain that information. Bro, I retained the information from high school, but also what he was saying. Mm. In the class, he starts asking questions. Who you think answering all the questions? This, this continued for college? Bro, this is in college, bro. Oh, okay. Okay. Who you think answering all these questions? Yeah, man. It's gotta and be answering you. them right. Got to be you, man. Bro, <laughs> kids was like, "Yo, how is he doing this? He's sleep. <laughs> sleep. They ain't expect yo. They expect me to be like, oh, I don't get it wrong and I don't know the answer. No, bro, I'm spitting facts and answers that they wouldn't. They ain't even comprehending, bro. They thinking I was not good enough to know these answers because I was sleep. Sleep. Unbeknownst to them, I was already pre-taught." And even though I was retaining the information while he was talking while I was dozing off. Mm. Bro, it got so bad, right? It didn't even get so bad. I was so great at answering questions in class, but for some reason, I wasn't a great test taker in that class. I don't know, quiz and everything. Mm-hmm. Bro, the teacher, I didn't even go to the teacher. The teacher came to me, he's like, I don't understand. You're one of the few kids in the class that answers all my questions. But on the quizzes and tests, you get this. The man gave me extra credit that I could get a B in that class instead of getting like a B minus C plus. So I do have a rebuttal to that. Yeah, go ahead. Talk to me. You possibly weren't that great at the test because they were a Europeanized type of test. I wouldn't be shocked if they were. I mean, that's just that simple. Or, on the other hand, you just trash when it comes to tests. But, I mean, I'm going to go with the other one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with the other one. Yo, bro, when I'm telling you some kids in that class was hating, like, how the heck is he doing this? Hey, yo, like, there was was the cool ones that be, yo, Mike. Like, because one of my my next-door neighbors was in there. Yo, Mike, I don't understand how you do this. And me and him will talk about the subject. He's like, oh, Mike, help me explain. He's like, all right, cool. He's cool about it. Other kids, though? Why? I was like, yo, who is this dude that can do this, fall asleep, and answer questions? 
Mm-hmm. Like, bro, don't worry about me. I'm a different breed. <laughs> fact. The fact. Speaking of different breed, I'm going to fast forward to what a lot of people, because you have a, a majority of black people that can speak to you about undergraduate. Mm-hmm. But then we really get lost in the sauce when we start talking about masters. Masters. And then we start talking about doctoral. Yep. Graduate school, y'all. Okay. In graduate school, no lie, I was the only black man mm-hmm. in my program. There were two black women, and the rest were a mixture of Hispanic and white people. Anytime a subject matter was brought up, we went right back to it. Anything black related, they look at me. And because it was a psychology program, they were bold. They're act. So just yeah, how do you I was waiting. You know what I'm saying? They, they asked you to answer the question. Yeah, man. By this time, I have a, I had already took ethics classes and psychology 101, 102, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. So um, not to say that it, it I was uh tamed or anything like that, but I learned a little bit more how to play the game. Right. So it got to a point where I would answer these questions. But I was answering them being a smart ass. <laughs> and what I started to realize was I was becoming jaded to psychology, the counseling, uh, just as a whole, uh, statistics, science as, as a, uh, a base, everything. I was just jaded to it all. I was like, yo, all of this is Europeanized. Y'all don't, y- your statistics are not valid. You put a pool together of 1,500 people, and of those 1,500 people, they come from 12 different areas, and none of them are the hood. None of them. Mm. So it's invalid. You're talking about IQ tests, and you're not running the IQ test based off of what the child is learning in the hood. Mm. You're not. So let me, let me make this very clear. Math. In the hood, if you teach math the way that we have had to learn math, we will blow y'all out. Y'all is whoever want to take get the way I'm saying it. We will blow y'all out in a math competition because selling drugs, getting that money, flipping the money, turning twos into tens, tens into twenties, twenties into a hundred. We love that in the hood. We does <laughs> that. You understand? We can tell you what five plus five dollars is. Five dollars and five dollars make ten. But if you tell us, hey, what's five plus five? We might take a little longer to catch on to that because we have no value to that. It's just a number. We don't care about that. That's not survival. That's what I tried to get the people in my my graduate class to understand. I was I was trying to bridge the gap because they didn't understand what that hood stuff was. And I was just like, hey, you know where I'm from? I always say where I'm from, you know, things like this and this and this. We don't really, you know, you're talking to me about something that is said in a book that an older white man like Sigmund Freud said. And I guarantee you his ass ain't never, ever walked through the south side of Chicago. (laughs) I guarantee it. The, it's funny thing you bring up that Sigmund Freud stuff, right? Mm-hmm. 
wasn't like one of his theories about when you're you're a son, you look at your mom as your first love, and as your daughter, you look at your first love as your dad. Relax, relax, you bro. Should know, you shouldn't know about that. <laughs> relax Come on now. Come you're on now. Intelligent for but, your own good. But no, no, no. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just put it like this. How was that a thing for the black community if the if the fathers aren't there and all they see is their mothers? And then, vice versa, when you had those few mothers not being there and it's only the father. Yeah, 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 yeah. You 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 speaking? You speaking? You speaking about <laughs> complexes? Um, Come on, man. <laughs> I get what you. I, I get where you're going. I got you. Yeah, you speaking about them complexes? Um, I'm not against those. I'm not. I'm not against those complexes because I feel those are broad enough to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that a young lady's first love is her father. I do believe that a young boy learns how to love a woman from his mother, and then he sees what his dad does with his mother, and then he has the full picture. Going back to our fatherlessness conversation. Um, mm-hmm. But Freud, Freud did what he could do, but it's not going to work for the hood. Just like the IQ test don't work for the hood. Just like I tried to explain that to the graduate people um, in my studies. And they kind of hurt me. They kind of felt me. But I felt like I was a fraud. Mm. Because here it is. They're telling me you got to do this. You have to move like this. You got to wear a suit. You can't come off as threatening. You got to get your vocabulary up. You got to speak a certain way, Justice. And then it even was said to me, you know, Justice, we just don't think you're cut out for this counseling world. We don't think you'll be able to help many people because Mm. you won't be able to reach them where they are. I had to take that. That was the same year my brother was gunned down. You know what type of stress that do to you, bro? You lose your brother to gun violence and you're miles, 30,000 fucking miles away from him. And you got a fucking teacher who's not even white. She wasn't even white. She was a different complexion. I ain't going to give up the complexion. But she thought she was white, but she wasn't. Mm. Talking to me from a a place of superiority, telling me I wasn't good enough. Mm. From that day forward, I made it my business to finish my my graduate studies to graduate because I wanted I wanted to quit. And I only wanted to quit because I felt like I was wasting my time. And you know how I am about my time. I don't like wasting my time. Definitely don't. I wanted to quit, but because the conversation that I had with my brother prior to his death, he said, bro, I slap fire at your ass if you came this far and quit. And because and because my brother hit hard, like, don't get it twisted. We, we could fight. <laughs> we could fight, right? But you knew better not to tell me either. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the other part. Yeah, I just don't, you know, accountability. You got to have people that hold you accountable. And he held me accountable. You held me accountable. Mike, you know, Wayne, everybody. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that that chick was right there and I had bro to tell me that 
and then for to to know that he passed away, that type mm-hmm. of mental stress that I had to go through to dig deep and push through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me to push through, right, bro? Peep game. I had to take a, a exit exam, barely passed that. Again, European questions, right? And then I had to take a um exit exam, which is called the uh the N- the NCE. And that's it's an it's an exit, but it's really an entry. It's an entry for you to become a licensed professional counselor intern. You gotta mm. take an exam to become a fucking intern, bro. Intern. Okay. Let me just toot my own horn real quick. After this chick, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna call out her name. After this chick told me I wasn't gonna be great at what I do. Not only did I graduate with a master's degree when I was supposed to be dead at 18 or 21, right? Not only did I do that, I went on to complete the NCE in one shot. You know, it's a bunch of people out here that don't complete that test in one shot. They take two, three attempts. I did it in one shot and I did it so well that the computer system kicked me out of the test. <laughs> kicked me out of the test. And that was You mean have to answer no more. I ain't got to answer no more. They're like, yo, bro, you, you're doing too much, fam. You good. Get up out of here. And on top of that, this is these are the things they don't tell you about your profession. On top of getting that test passed, I also had to gain 3,000 hours of internship. Bro, what the fuck? Like, yo. As if I ain't been through enough already. Now we fast forward to today, Mike. I know, I'm listening. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, speak your speak. The proud owner of the first and only mobile therapeutic thing in the world right now. Nobody I know has a trademark called autotherapy but me, kid from Patterson, New Jersey, where I drive people around and counsel them. In the comfort of a car. The comfort of a car, vehicle. I took that chance. You understand? From a from a professor telling me I wouldn't make it. And people love that thing, man. I can't I can't even explain. People love that thing. And I still do my telehealth online counseling. I still do my face to face. I ain't been doing much of it because we in COVID still. Understood, understood. But to but to tell a kid from Patterson, New Jersey, you ain't gonna make it. Mm. He's in a graduate program, bro. And I didn't even talk about the um the GRE I had to take. <laughs> you understand? Bro, they don't, talk, they don't talk, talk about these talk. things. They don't talk about these things for black men. You understand? And I'm not gonna speak on his story, but it's gonna be a brother that come on here eventually. Man, every time he tried to get his thing together, the university blocked him. Mm. Took him plus four years to graduate. I ain't going to put a time limit on it, but it took him plus four years to graduate. I was there for the whole ride. I watched him as he went through it. Mm. They don't tell you these stories. They tell you, hey, come on to college. 
It's you a four year degree. Yeah, all that bullshit. You're a minority. We got you. We got grants for you. And then they don't really tell you that they only got the grants for you for freshman year. And then sophomore year, you got to figure it out. Or you got to apply for scholarships. And if you don't get the scholarship, you're asked out. You got to go back to where you came from. Yep. They don't tell you all that either. Come on, man. Renew every year and make sure everything is squared away. Yeah, man. You know, this is. I'm passionate about this, man. When people talk to me about the college stress, um, it's one of my subspecialties. It's not one of my top specialties because I really get you, you see how I'm coming off on this podcast, man. I get I Bro, get nasty. coming. Come on with it. Just yeah. keep coming. I get I get nasty. I get I'm so passionate about it. And if I'm being honest with you, college is a waste of money and a waste of time unless you're becoming a doctor, a therapist, a lawyer, or something within that ballpark. But if you're talking about being a marketer, like my brother is, you can get um, certifications for that. Trust me. You can get certifications for that. Talk, Mike. What? You can go to school for nine months or to two years if you're nasty, if you're feeling it, and go get your certification, Poppy. Bro. Huh? Realize, the, the, people don't even realize how marketing came about, too. It was Come people on. who never took it in college, ever. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. And that's that's not a knock to saying that I they're less than... I did it. Bruh, I know some marketers that's pushing six figures in a sleep, brother. No college. Word. You understand? So this is this is not a, a, a bash college episode. Uh, let me make that clear. What we are just giving you is two different sides of the black experience in college. Yep. And that's not to say our black sisters. What the fuck were they going through, bro? People howling at them, whistling. Like, hey, baby, what's up, girl? You looking good in them jeans. Now nah, I'm good. I got to study tonight. That was yeah. my sister. I can tell you that. Right? Okay. But we don't talk about, well, then fuck you, bitch. I can't tell you how many times mm. I heard that. I can't tell you how mm. many times I almost got in Speak the fight. Speak on it, bro. That. You understand? We, Me and you are just speaking as black men. But I got a wife. I got a black wife, bro. It was times I almost broke a lot of jaws. Because they didn't see me coming. They see her. Yo, what's up? What's good, ma? She like, oh, hey, how you doing? Cause my my wife a little country girl. She peaceful. <laughs> she a little flower. You understand? She don't know how to tell you, hey, you know, move around. Well, she didn't anyway until she met me. But you know, she ain't, she ain't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't tell you. She ain't, she know you know move around. And they keep going. They keep going. They keep going. And then I approach and I'm like, yo, my man, you ain't get the memo. Who you talking to? I am talking to you, bucko. Would you like your jaw broken? I'm quick Get for that. that jersey slang. Hey, yo, you, you know what I mean? We play no games, B. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> I'm going to defend the black woman until I die. And you can sit there and say what you want to say. Oh, Justice ain't going to make it. He's too violent. Hey, yo, kick bricks with open toe sandals, fam. We need more black men like me in this world. Are you crazy? Wash up all them toes. All of that. Hey, what what it is is people are afraid of when the black man actually takes his rightful place 
Ooh. in the world. Talk. You already know I'm about to take it there, bro. Talk. And the black man is starting to step on corn mm, and preach, crushing preach, them. Preach, preacher. They don't know what's going to happen. Because let's be frank. If you were to ask any white person, I, I, I would love to hear the answer. If you were put through what our people were put through all those years, from slavery to now, how would you feel? Woo! And in the podcast, y'all, it's been lovely. It, it, it's, oh, my God. <laughs> we done, bro. We done. You're going to stand off of iTunes, motherfucking Spotify. Right. Hey. <laughs> I had to set it off with that. Ooh, we done. Hey, it has been a pleasure. <laughs> We could go a little bit longer, but we don't want to waste your time. We don't oh, waste your time. My goodness. Listen, if y'all was if y'all enjoyed this episode, let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram at what's the uh the black man mental what is, what is, what is it? Black man misunderstood. I said black man mental health. I'm yeah, I'm in the yeah, zone right now. Like, I'm bro, I'm out of it. We in the zone right now. We in the zone. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. You can uh personally at me. At the neighborhood therapist, that's T H E neighborhood therapist. Um, I accept all smoke and I accept all positivity. Y'all find I, my my screen name's a little too long to uh, be saying on here. Uh, I'll be tagged on most of the posts for mm-hmm. for our podcast. But uh, to let you know, the Instagram name is B M M underscore podcast. Or you can just simply type in Black Man Misunderstood and you'll find us. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, follow us. Drop your comments, questions in, in the DMs. We'll be looking. Yeah, I'm or, interested. Yeah, I'm interested. I, I feel you, like... You want to know. We want to know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've we've dropped four episodes. Y'all let us know. Are we trash? If we trash, let us know. We, you know, we'll stop. <laughs> we'll stop. If we trash, we trash. But if I get just one comment telling us that we're inspiration, that you rocking with us, that you loving it, I'm not going to stop because I'm going to do it for you. Just that one person. Hey, even if they say we pick your interests and we got you thinking, mm-hmm. we're coming back. <laughs> we're coming back. We're coming back. So y- y'all go ahead. It's been four episodes. Um, y'all let us know how y'all feel. You know, hey, we we need that we need that energy. Keep it going, or nah, you know, y'all a little bit too radical, or eh, y'all sloppy. Hey, it, it is what it is. Speak your truth, but we here for it. Especially me, I need all smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but I right, world, this is episode of the Black Man Misunderstood podcast. We see y'all next week, or you'll listen to us next week. Should awesome. I say? Yeah, possibly, you know, if we ain't canceled. All right, all right. (laughs) Be safe, yo. Stay blessed. Yes, yes. Peace, love. Peace. Love is love. Mic check. There you go. There you go. Marquise. Well, can you hear me now? (laughs) Mike. Oh, Mike with that freezing. He froze. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Here we go with the penny. <laughs> Mike, I hope you ain't on dollar. <laughs> Mike, for real.
<laughs> He's I playing. Can't. He plays too much. I no, can't it's be. really pro. It's really pro. This man right here, bro. Give me a second. Mike, your AOL, man. Come on. I think the Wi-Fi just went out on my end. Oh, my goodness, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, that AOL dollar. Yo, everybody is on. We're waiting on you, bro. I know. I think the Wi-Fi just went out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, Marquis said you got that AOL dollar, man. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> I was chilling, then my wife I went straight out. I don't know what just happened. Hold on. I told him not to go by Teddy Riley house. Ooh, he said, he said, why you went over to Teddy house? Teddy Riley. <laughs>